Welcome to the Black Queens on Stage podcast, presented by Black Literature and Art Queens Network, where we bring our queens to the stage. Welcome to the podcast where we honor and acknowledge Black women performers and discuss racism within Michigan performing venues. I'm Ashley M. Lyle, and today I am joined by the extremely talented hip-hop artist, Joey Red. Hi, Joey. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Hey, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Listen, Crimson Alchemist was the one that really was just like, you gotta, you gotta, you really gotta hear Joey Red. You gotta listen to her, this and that and that, blah, blah, blah. She's so, she was just so excited. And I, I think once she finds out that, that you're a guest on the show, she'll really be excited that, that we got the chance to talk. I love Crimson. I appreciate that too. Like she's dope in her own right as well. So I just love when uh, women, especially in hip hop, can uplift each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm such a huge fan of Crimson. Like, I met her at um, Yumicon, and I've just been obsessed with her work ever since. You know, she she's just her her lyrics are just absolutely just. Ugh, I can't say enough good things about her. <laughs> I love her artistic ability too, because like it's not a lot of um, rappers in the city that's in her lane especially female rappers. And I do, um, I agree with what you're saying because I can appreciate that because I grew up watching anime and things like that. So when she taps into that realm of her music, it's just, it's amazing. It's dope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let's get started on this interview. Cool. So why don't you describe your style of hip hop? Well, actually, I believe my style of hip hop is closer to... I want to say conscious, right? It's just being woke and being conscious, but I don't always like placing myself inside of a box because I'm very diverse when it comes to um, art. Something similar to how I would explain Eminem sometimes. You know how like you can listen to a lot of his catalog and his emotions are up and down like real human emotions usually are on a typical yearly basis. You know, sometimes it could happen in a day where your emotions change two or three times. So I don't like to just say that I'm only conscious but I'm definitely woke but I also have fun songs and songs that make you think or songs that just you just want to play just to because you can relate to them yeah I was actually listening to your uh your latest song last night and that just seems like just such a, a fun party going song like you you ready to hit the hit the dance floor with that but then I was also listening to your other song pray yeah pray is the very last song on my last album, Rari Red, and that's funny that you brought that up because Pray is my favorite song off that album. And I think it's because it's so close to resemble exactly who I am and what I love to rap about, honestly. And uh, yeah, I lost my father in 2014, like in December. And, you know, things change in your life when your parents die. So that was a song that kind of emulated the closest emotion that I could probably depict on on wax so yeah pray I, I really love that song <laughs> thank you yeah yeah I I listened to it like several times and, and each lyric just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper and I'm just like wow this is amazing this is really really great I really appreciate that yeah um so why don't you explain to me your writing process like where do you draw your inspiration from um so I always like to tell people that 
I really think it's coming from God because sometimes I just can't explain how I put things together. But where I get my mo- the most inspiration would be in my car or a lot of times I'll go outside in the summer. Sometimes I'll do it in the winter too. And I'll just like walk back and forth on my block and I'll just come up, listen to music and just come up with all types of stuff. So, but my greatest inspiration for why I started music was my sister. She was a little bit older than me. Um, she still is. She's, well, she was about eight years older than me and she used to walk around the house rapping all the time. I just thought that was so cool. And that's why I started rapping. But how I gain like inspiration when I do different songs, that's how I do it. Is your is your sister in the business as well, or was she just doing that like as a hobby? Well, I guess she just ended up doing it as a hobby because she never really pursued the music. But I do have uh, musicians in my family, and uh, now that you bring that up, my brother actually produced the entire album uh, Ferrari Red. Um, every single track on there he produced, and my nephew, who I grew up with, I call him my brother. He produced every single um, song on Cold Red, which is the album that. Uh, came out right before Rari Red. So, um, and Classic, he's known, his um, my brother, Classic, official, he's known around the city. He's mainly on the east side, but <laughs> yeah, it runs in the family for sure. What who uh, what other musicians do you have in your family? Uh, well, some of my siblings like play uh, in orchestras, um, vocalists, um, singers, so things like that. Now, when I was listening to uh, last night, I, I would... And I'm glad that you clarified for me that that you're a hip hop artist because when I was listening to last night, I was like, it sounds like she's singing too. Is she singing? I can't tell. <laughs> they love to call me the female Drake. I swear I've been doing it before Drake, but it wasn't cool when I was doing it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing a little bit of singing. I love to tell people like I'm not a singer. I can harmonize. I used to be in the choir, and they're like, no, Joey, you can sing. And I love that they say that, but. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> well, because I was honestly getting like Missy Elliott vibes. Because, you know, Missy Elliott, she can sing. She, and she has a beautiful voice. So when I was listening to you, I was like, oh, okay. So she she on that Missy Elliott tip. I get that. Okay. I understand. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love Missy. <laughs> so how many rewrites do you go through when it comes to your writing process? So I love to say that I give my all like my 100% every time I write a record. So mm-hmm. I try not to rewrite because I feel like when I wrote it, that's that's all I had, you know. But sometimes I will listen to a song over and over again. And if it's like a way I said something or a word that I used that I could have used a, a word that had less syllables to make the, the song flow better, I'll try that. But usually, unless I get input from like my manager or someone really close to me and they're like, hey, Joey, try this, I'm always open to trying something but on my own usually I don't I, I try to just do it one once and be done with it mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. you said that uh pray was your first was your favorite song on your last album do you have any other favorites uh yes my favorite song off of cold red is a song called change mm-hmm. and it's it's a conscious song as well but it just breaks down the world and what people are so closely related to right now like what they feel like is most important to them and I I, I want to tell people like it's so much bigger than that like perception is so much bigger than you know we're making it to be but yeah change is a conscious song as well um I love no worries that's off Ferrari red um and then is there another song like my absolute favorite uh would probably be beam me up which is also on cold red 
Now, yeah. let me ask you in uh, in regards to like rehearsal days before an event. What does a rehearsal day look like before you take the stage? Usually I'm playing the song over and over and over again um, that entire day, just trying to make sure like I have all the words down pat. And then I try to like place myself in a realm of like artistic flow so that when I am on stage, I can kind of just like be there and disconnect. I, you know, I've had dancers before, uh, but I usually don't have that anymore. So it's like nothing I really have to do to connect. Uh, to practice on that level but yeah usually I'm just trying to be chill and focused Mm -hmm. right before I go on stage it's just like okay it's like game time you know like because I used to play basketball here and there so it's just like I'm just focused and you were talking about dancers I I watched the video with the kids too lit that was cute (laughs) that was really cute and those those kids they were getting it I'm like how are these kids and their energy man (laughs) Oh my God, those are the kids from Magic Touch Studios on Livernoy. So I love it because they're Detroiters, you know what I'm saying? And they are actually um, taught and directed by one of my old classmates, right? Mm. So it's so dope to see young Black individuals doing, you know, what they love and doing it well and and not being afraid to excel at something other than what what the norm is, you know? Right, exactly. But I loved having those kids in the the video. It was a dope video. Yeah, they were really cute. I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. I love every bit of this. (laughs) Now, describe to me what your audience looks like. Do you happen to see more men, more women, more Black people, more white people? Surprisingly, it's a lot of men uh, who follow me and Mm -hmm. then uh, Black women. Um, I see different individuals from like overseas who follow me as well like when I look at my insights mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube and SoundCloud and Instagram and things like that and then every time I go out of town and do shows like I always get so much love and I it's so appreciated they tell me like you know that I'm different or they love my sound or they love the energy and that's really what I want like even you know depending on whatever happens um, about things blowing up or, or anything like that it's just I just want people to hear what I have to say. Like, as long as I know somebody heard my message, then I'm okay with that. Like how you just said that you played pray a few times and you heard something different like that just made my day. Cause that's really just all I want. I want people mm-hmm. to hear, you know, what I'm trying to teach without it just sound like, like I'm trying to, te- you know, I'm teaching. It's just, it's just my emotions. And I feel like I'm here to bring something to the world to let people know, like it doesn't all have to be the same. Right. So how do you keep your audience engaged at at the different events? Do you ever notice like an energy change between different events? I like doing call and responses. Mm -hmm. I love that. That always brings the energy out. When I'm done on stage, I love when I come down and I interact with the audience. Because sometimes people don't do that and they feel like, you know, that makes it harder for them to seem elite if Mm -hmm. you speak to the people who are making you elite which I feel like is ridiculous you know what I'm saying it's like we're all human beings I never look at one human being over another like a janitor is the same to me as a governor like you just have different titles you're still the same human you know what I mean so I love just actually interacting with the people and getting to know what how they feel and what they thought and like because sometimes I take what they say and I go back to the studio and I try again or I do something different or I do it the same way but tweak it you know Mm -hmm. yeah now what would you say are your goals as an artist 
what do you hope to really achieve in the, in the long term or what have you already achieved? Uh, well, I know what I've achieved so far in the city is gaining a little bit of notoriety for what what it is that I do, because I do know that when I do walk in places, nine times out of 10, somebody knows me or has heard something that I've done, which I think is amazing. I won Best Female Lyricist at the BET Awards here in Detroit like two years ago, I believe. So I thought that was that was a dope honor for me to have achieved. And like my goals for the future, like I said, I really just want to gain more listeners that are like-minded. Like I don't want to have to change who I am to gain listeners, mm-hmm. but I just want the people who are like-minded or feel like they can relate to me to find me. And if that happens, you know, that'll be a dope day just because I know that there are people like me who, when I, you know, like when I was growing up as a kid, I would love listening to um, Queen Latifah and Tupac and um, Talib Kweli and Common. And there's people that still love stuff like that, you know. So, just as long as they, if they can find me, that'd be great. But my goal is to reach more people, teach more people, um, have fun and make people feel good, and also be a philanthropist all at the same time, like to show people you don't have to disconnect to be to show that you can be successful you can still be down to earth and help and show you know teach the next person to do the same what do you think as far as philanthropy work you you uh you want to do to be able to be able to get that title as a philanthropist for the last was it two years ago we did it two years in a row a youth suicide prevention rally Hmm. so i'm deep really deep into anti-bullying and as you know well you may or may not know but I'm a part of the LGBT community Mm -hmm. Um, I I did not come out when I was in school but I do know children that do come out in school and I don't believe that it should be a forefront for those children and during their educational career to be um, centered as a LGBT member like it seems like that's where the bullying begins and it's sometimes sadly it ends with youth suicide so that's mm-hmm. something i'm really closely related to only because it's like hey being yourself has nothing to do with anyone else literally and as long as you're doing things that aren't hurting other people then you're okay so i just want to help children to understand that it's okay to be yourself regardless of what it is um, and to help them gain that self-esteem then instead of trying to find it once you're an adult mm-hmm. you know and hoping they even make it to become an adult because you know they you know that they didn't kill themselves in the process. But yeah, mental health, youth suicide, definitely anti-bullying, I would be closer related to, and maybe like battered women, things like that. Things where you can't control them, but you can you can control how you react to them to get out of it, you know, to gain courage to leave, things like that. Yeah, that's amazing. So let me ask you this. As a Black woman in a male-dominated industry, what kind of obstacles and challenges have you faced because you're Black and a woman, and how did you overcome them? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, what should I say and what should I not say? Well, for the, for the women who are in my boat, I feel for you. Let me start there. Um, and it doesn't even matter if you're LGBT or not. Just being a female and, and looking somewhat decently cute, Okay you're going to have an issue. Um, I guess, you know, some of the issues that I've come across with some men in the industry, not all, because some of them are really open 
to, you know, you being a part of the scene and they don't want anything to do with anything other than the music. And I appreciate them and I respect those men. But, you know, there's also those kind of like, hey, you know, what's up? You know, and they try to get in and you like, no, and they keep trying. And then they want to hold your music. They don't want to give you beats. They don't want to master the song. And now mm-hmm. you got, you know, and I've met other females in the industry that have had the same issue. They have songs that are not released because they can't get them because that man, I guess he didn't get what he wanted. So I guess we can't either. Um, but other than that, mm-hmm. sometimes women, and you know that if you speak up, you're considered an angry black woman, but it's like, we're not even angry. We're just literally speaking up. So people might think it's hard dealing with women in the industry because their perception of us is misconstrued. And, and that's probably the only, the greatest issues that I have come across, but I have not had the issues of the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I believe being LGBT has helped me a little bit, but I am very passionate and my passion can come across as uh, aggression, but it's absolutely not. And (laughs) and it'll only be like, hey, no, I don't want to change this. I want to keep it like this type thing. It won't be like, where are my purple Skittles? You know, it won't be like that. (laughs) It'll be only about the music itself. So, yeah, those are the things that I've I've come across so far. Do Skittles make purple ones? I've I've never no, seen that. No, I'm not even that bad. You see what I mean? <laughs> that's how. That's how much I don't know. Like, <laughs> but listen, like I, I can, I can relate to that. I can so relate to that because I with with this organization that I've created, you know, I've gotten from different people that I'm pushy that I'm aggressive, you know, and, and it's like, no, for one, I'm a businesswoman. So <laughs> that's number one. Um, right. If I follow up with you, it's because I, you haven't given me an answer. So it's not that I'm trying to hard sell you, but it's like, first of all, y- your communication skills are garbage. <laughs> yes. And you're not, right. You're not communicating with me. So I'm just following up with you. Like, Hey, what do you think? Would you be interested? And then all of a sudden you get, you either get a one word response or you just don't get any kind of response. Yeah. You know, yeah, so sometimes I have to learn to tread lightly and kind of like realize who I'm speaking to just so that they won't misunderstand me. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I'm, you know, I'm an Aquarius and we get misunderstood a lot. And, you know, people think we're emotionless, all type of thing. I'm actually like the complete opposite of emotionless, but mm-hmm. I have to learn how to deal with different individuals. That's all. Well, see, here's the thing. You're you're a January Aquarius. It's those yes. February Aquariuses that you got to oh look out for. God. I tell people this all the time. Oh, my goodness. And look, I love my mother to death. I love my mother. But she was born in February. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. I love her. So I know firsthand. Every time that I've personally dealt with an Aquarius person, they're always a February Aquarius, and they've always been garbage-ass people. So... And you, know, you know what's about you know how like when black people do things and you like man why you do that because you're making us look bad that's how i feel about february's and aquarius's because it'd be like i'll be wanting to be on y'all side but you're making it hard you know <laughs> so yeah so look at like i said you're january aquarius you're okay it's fine and that's how that's how i feel about may tauruses because i'm an april taurus okay <laughs> 
So May Tauruses, May Tauruses are crazy. So uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna I, probably I, make somebody mad. We don't, we don't make a lot of people mad. Look, I love all zodiacs. I just want to make this disclaimer. We just talking, y'all. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. So, so have you ever felt like you you had to work twice or three times as hard? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And all through my life, though. I mean, on like like I said before on this podcast that I used to do with um, the Queer Queens, like, no one wants to be a four-time minority. You don't just wake up in the morning like, hey, I want a hard life. Like, that's not right. what you do, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> and then I would love to be a femme in the LGBT community because then you can't, you don't know what I am, you know, but I walk in and dress the way I am. And it's like, okay, we know exactly who she is, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just, it's a little bit more difficult in all realms of being a female, being black, being young and being um, LGBTQ. So yes, I, I have obstacles all the time. I have to work three times hard all the time. And that's probably why I'm so OCD because it's like, mm-hmm. I want, to make sure I'm doing as much as I can to ensure my success in whatever I'm doing. And then that way, if I fail, I cannot hold anyone accountable other than myself. And if, if, as long as I know I tried my, my hardest, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. Now, why don't you describe to me a moment when you got the chance to work with a diverse group of people? I mean, I did work with Kid Vicious at one point, and we were working with a plethora of artists of all different kinds and I was coming across them a lot and I thought that was amazing because if you hear if you hear anything Kid Vicious does he's not like everyone else and it's just like so meticulous you know and everything he does is just like it's also conscious with like with a hint of like rock mixed with it's just it's just dope to me so I feel like when I got a chance to work with him and other individuals um, within that year I feel like I got a lot of culture that I wasn't really aware of until then. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah, I've worked with so many artists in the city and I'm always open to working with people because, because you never know who does what and who's blessed with what. So I don't like to just go off of, Oh, well they have these many followers or they work with this person. It's like, are you dope? If you're dope. Okay. Like, let me hear you. I don't, you could be you know a stranger to me pretty much and if you play me something and it was you and I like it that's what it is because it's it's about the art at the end of the day like when people were commissioned to make paintings and then they were also like doing it in um, collaboration with other other painters they back then years ago they're not like hey how many followers you got on Instagram there was no Instagram like nobody cared and that's where I'm at um, with it today Mm -hmm. so what kind of moral support do you have for your artistic career i know you were talking about your your brother and your sister your sister was was a huge inspiration for you but um like who else like do you have co-workers that are that are very supportive of your artistic career or other family members like outside of the state or something yeah i do i have a lot of support all over it's crazy because a lot of people everybody that i usually come in contact with supports me in some way or another like if it's not with videos or even even just with listening or um, giving me their opinions or just giving me literal support like hey how was that show today or I know you got a show tomorrow make sure you you know you invite me type thing Um, I have brothers well I have a brother that lives overseas that has 
place my music in uh, different reality shows over in Japan. Mm. Um, I have people here that have helped me license my music, and I I got songs on um, TV shows on Comedy Central. I was supposed to have some songs in a couple movies, but then the pandemic hit. So it's like I have moral support definitely um, in the city, within the city, and my family is a big support for sure. And you know, I I, I love and appreciate. Uh, that for them I mean for them for that forever so that's pretty much what that is that's great now how do you keep your your mental health in check and keep yourself performance ready I read a lot Mm -hmm. and reading usually helps me to meditate somewhat I I don't do the traditional meditation because it's just a lot that goes into that and a lot and a lot of things that opens your spirit up to things that I'm not really okay with being open to <laughs> but I know that um, reading helps like inspiration books, motivation books, self-help books, um, books about manifestation. So I love reading books about manifestation because manifesting is, is a real thing. So if you can manifest uh, getting a good job or being picked for something that you really want, you can manifest peace. So that's what I like to focus on. Right. Mm-hmm. Now what would you say is your greatest accomplishment so far in your career? I don't know if it's so much a, as an accomplishment, but as, or to me, maybe, I mean, I did get some awards here that I mentioned earlier, but when big, um, when Bushman, you know, over at a uh, WJLB, yeah. he invited me to the BET experience a couple years back in California. Nice. And, yeah. And I just thought, like, I had so much fun just being around other artists and being in a room with, you know, like-minded individuals and getting a chance to, like, really hone in on what I really wanted. And it was right after I had finished Rory Red. It was just, like, a great experience for me. And I felt like I was the closest I had ever been to feeling like I had wanted to feel. Because, you know, how when you're in a pursuit of something, you're just constantly trying to get there. But then it's like, once you're there, then what do you do? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And when I did go to L.A. that year, I felt close. And I was like, well, it made me start to think like, well, once I get to where I want to go, then what am I going to do? Because my plan never exceeded that. (laughs) My plan, my goals was always to, okay, make dope songs, get people to listen to them, get a platinum plaque. And then I thought about it like, okay, then what? And then that's when I began to think like, yeah, I do want to be a philanthropist. I do want to help people. I do want to do these things. So now that I know that and the plan is already set, now all I need is the manifesting. Right. Yeah. I've been learning a lot more about manifestation um, as I've been developing both of my businesses. And, um, you know, it's still something that, that I'm still learning, still something that I'm, you know, trying to really dive into and actually harness it a lot more for myself. Um, and that was that was something interesting that I saw on your YouTube as well. You were talking about manifestation and and that your your friend who you talked to on the phone, he made a lot of really great points. You know, that's, that's actually my nephew, the one who produced Color Red. Oh, OK. And I, I appreciate you saying that um, because I guess one of the moral supports that I have is him because we constantly go back and forth and bounce, bounce ideas off of each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. What kind of advice do you have for aspiring hip hop artists? The greatest advice I have after doing this for so long is don't second guess your art. 
Don't allow people to put in opinions on your art because art is subjective. And when people tell you you're not being open-minded, say, I am being open-minded, but I'm not willing to budge on this artistic expression. Mm -hmm. Because so many people, especially being younger, you feel like pressure to listen to someone and pressure to feel like, okay, well, I guess I'm not being open-minded. Maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not here because of that. But think about this. A lot of the people who are giving you the, this advice are exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize that myself. And even and and what I want to say about that, even if someone gave me advice who wasn't where I am, sometimes listening to it and taking it is OK. Sometimes listening to it, breaking it down, taking pieces of it is fine, but also not taking the advice is okay too. And I say that because if you're not confident in your art, you'll never be confident in your art. Right. And your art is what makes you the artist. And a lot of artists who make it don't sound like everyone else, which means they stood out from everyone else. So if you're trying to sound like everyone else, you're not going to be where you want to be. So being different is probably the the greatest attribute you probably have at that very moment. Yeah. Now, this is something that I ask all my guests, and it's called the Queen's Request. Okay. So I would like for you to suggest to me one or two Michigan Black women artists, and it can be in any genre. It can be in music. It can be, they can be an actor. They can be a burlesque performer, a, a dancer, poet, whatever, that we should be keeping an eye out for. Uh, well, Jazar Riches is one. She's an actress. She does music. Um, she does skits. She's mainly a co- comedian in my eyes, and I think she's dope. Well, I would say Crimson, but she already said me, so let me think. <laughs> and she's been a guest on this show, too. Oh, she has? Okay. Uh-huh, right. Yep. Of course, right. Uh me on the spot and I look somebody hears this and I forgot someone they're gonna kill me hold on <laughs> oh I got it do you know DJ Lixer DJ Elixir or Lixer Lixer I don't believe so well in my opinion she's one of the coldest DJs in the city and I don't like putting coldest female DJ she's like a dope DJ and she spins kind of like she can spin to the point where you think you're in Miami like mm. at a party downtown Detroit so mm. Yeah, I think that's definitely someone um, you guys should look out for. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, is there anything that you would like to promote? Any social media or a website? Yes. um, You guys can check out joeyred.com. That's J-O-E-I-R-E-D-D.com. My name is Joey Red on all social media, all streaming sites. Um, I have music coming out as we speak. So depending on if you look now or if you look in a few weeks, there's going to be new singles um, and uh, I'm sure a new EP coming out in the next uh, upcoming months. So check out my Spotify and uh, or Apple Music title, wherever you listen to music. And I appreciate y'all. All right. Well, this was interesting. I really enjoyed this conversation with you today. <laughs> thank you. I enjoyed it, too. I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you know what? Hmm. So Much Sauce is one of the singles that's going to be coming out and you're going to hear Crimson in the beginning, but a lot of people um, probably won't even realize it's her, but now they will. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find Black Queens on Stage podcast 
and Black Literature and Art Queens Network at blackqueensonstage.com and blaqn.org. Follow me on Instagram at blaqn show Michigan, on Facebook at blaq show Michigan, and on Twitter at blaqnmi. You can find all this info in the show notes. Please rate the show and leave a review on Apple Podcast or on Podbean to let me know what you think of the show. Thanks again. Until next time.